0: Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. Today is May 5th, 2020. And uh, yesterday, a lot happened in regards to people uh, talking, and uh, a lot of events happened. You know, as I said yesterday, the president never tweets something when it's not already done. And we saw that with the removal of <laughs> NBC. I said, you know, NBC is going to go broke before. Actually, I think it's going to be CBS uh, th- just saying, um, you know, Concast needs to beef themselves up with NBC going down. But, you know, the key prize is H C Q and that's the, uh, you know, the, the, the C Q H. Yeah. C H Q. See, look at that! All these letters uh, interchangeably. You know that's that's the that's the beauty of three letter agencies. But um, C H Q Corporation Headquarters Murdoch Fox. That is gonna be pretty interesting, and that should be coming to everybody's purview very, 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 very soon. So we see that uh, there was a change, I would say, with uh, things as they come. Now we're going to talk about Brennan and Comey and how uh, with Clapper, assisting them, of course, has come together to show us exactly what is happening. I mean, we're talking crimes. We're not talking, you know, whatever. These are crimes. Crimes. Crimes against humanity. And yesterday, the article I wrote about McChrystal, I have another one that's coming, and I'm going to tell you something. What if I told you the same FBI agent, special agent, special friend of Brennan's, so loved by him, may indeed be implicated with a, I would say, journalist that... How's this? How would you feel to know? I want to rephrase that, you know, an actual journalist was the focus of an FBI investigation prior to their death. And the special agent on that investigation was none other than Peter Strzok. And what if I told you that they were being investigated because they were and I know this from firsthand, investigating Brennan. Now, you know, (laughs) ironically, Brennan was confirmed on my birthday, you know? Um, And, you know, two journalists actually went out profiling John Brennan. And that article is going to be coming today. I um, had a lot of work to do, you know? I still have to work and whatever they give me at this point, I'll take, uh, because there is no, um, there's no influx for me because of this coronavirus. But I'm telling you, like when you see it, you're going to have that aha moment. So clapper, just so you guys know, He's not smart. He's 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 so dumb. But he was well networked and poised. Just wanted to say that. I should mention that. Man, they defrauded us, okay? They defrauded us. They knowingly and willfully willfully did everything they did. So now that we have Brennan and Strock and all these people in a little hot box and we're looking at them. This is why it takes time because it's not just to show that Comey's FBI or the Obama administration just did this for Trump. They have been doing this throughout his reign and it also happened during Bush's reign, but it was a little bit more discreet and you couldn't really say anything. And we're talking about Bush 43, right? So I want you guys to remember every time you're like, oh my gosh, no one's going to jail. Just lock them up. Stop. There's more because there are more people that were affected by their actions before these actions. Okay. So what you're seeing that has occurred right now, right now, what you're seeing, the coup against our nation that was so evident because it was so important to be evident, right? They really don't care. They just assume you're stupid, right? They're just assuming, well, we've done enough. Look, we got away with all of this in the past you know, 12 years. We're definitely getting away with this one too, because we're in power and we're going to show President Trump just where he needs it. We're going to show him his place. So when you see that there are delays You have to sit patiently and watch the delays, but nevertheless, that doesn't mean just sit there with your hands in your lap and just wait for something to happen. That's the worst thing you could do. It's like not voting, right? You got to talk. You got to stir conversations because the way that they are beating us, and I'm going to tell you. So yesterday in my article, I pointed out how these interactive, you know, internet activities happen and how they're using people that were public relations officers for the military. But what if I told you that your favorite people, and this is going to come and I can't put it all out in one go because it's just way too much. You have to see them do it themselves. I mean, a lot of you are seeing it now. But, you know, like Judge Napolitano, we all know he's a clown. I mean, he he broke that—that that, that mask fell a while ago. And, you know, like Lindsey Graham pulling fake swords every now and then. But what if there were personalities that you trusted were like, Whoa, you know, they're giving me really good information. I mean, I'm pretty sure that some of these people— Even the president may not be aware of, not because he doesn't know, and it's not going to affect him if he doesn't, but you know, and then you make it known. It makes sense. So people we trust, people all of us trust, people we see and we're like, yeah, you do it. People that have been spanked by Murdoch before, all fake swords, all owned by the same company that if you actually go to them with a story you know what you know what annoys me so project veritas did something incredible right they exposed how abc had killed the epstein story and then you saw these journalists at fox and other stations nbc pointing the finger at her right oh my gosh you totally like quashed the story on this victim of epstein like ugh how dare you and like i said my bother my bother on that was that she um was upset that she didn't break the story more than the fact that you know <laughs> she quashed it because i'm going to tell you in the next couple weeks just how those that you trust those that you look up to have quashed stories for other pedophiles, prolific ones have quashed stories of how your freedoms are taken away in exchange for notoriety in exchange for where they are today. Yes, it happens. If you go to them and you give them a story and you give them the evidence and you say, I'm willing to go on the record, I'm willing to go under oath and you know, they tell you, great, I'm looking into it. Thank you. And then suddenly they take your enemy and they put them on their channel and they boast them on how awesome they are. How would you feel? Like, let's pretend I was someone like, I don't know, that had a show on Fox or I was a frequent guest or I had my own, you know, page where everyone looks to because I'm supposedly very fide. And so you come to me and you're like, Hey Tori, so this general did this to me and this is what they did and I refused and this is what happened and you know, this is just horrible. Help me. And I'm like, okay, send me what you can. So I look into it and then the very same day or the next day you see me bring that general on TV and say, you're so awesome. You're doing some great work for our nation. Totally love you. How would you feel? Wow. Right. (laughs) Happens more often than, you know, I'm just going to say that for now. So that is what's, what is to come. Okay. That is what is to come. Just keep that in mind. Have that in, have that, have that in, 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 in mind, uh, while you're looking at what is happening, have that in mind in the back of your mind, just how you are being attacked, And you know, who's being attacked the president's allies and who are those allies? You have to ask yourself, who are those allies? I'll play a clip for you that'll, that'll blow your mind how it was so openly said. Remember last week I said, Hey FBI, why don't you open up the case against, um, Joe, Morning Joe got away with murder. Let's do something. President yesterday tweets out in the morning, yeah, let's get a cold case on Joe. NBC, you know, we got to talk. Lori Klasutis. Now, I want you to listen to this, how shamelessly, how shamelessly he was when he said this. Listen. Listen just so you can see how they work. Let's see. Mm.
1: And this morning... um I told the president again that good science ends up being good economics, ends up being good politics. Uh, obviously, uh, Donald, uh, you didn't want to hear that again. I know I've been saying it a lot. And you actually.
0: Donald, it's President Donald J. Trump to you, buddy. He tweeted something
1: uh, extraordinarily cruel. Um, And I know you meant to be extraordinarily cruel to me by attacking me, by bringing up a conspiracy theory that has lived in the gutters.
0: Conspiracy theory. In turn, Lori Clasudis. was she pregnant? Was she something? Totally died. No one looked into it. Just saying. Conspiracy theory, of course.
1: Of the Internet for some time now. But just like the Seth Rich conspiracy murder. uh
0: Oh. Here we go. Here's what he's telling them he needs them to do. Listen. Uh,
1: uh, 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 that was pushed by your allies.
0: That was pushed by your allies. Let's let's think about this for a second. Who has been talking about Seth Rich? Ah, American citizens. Who has been talking about Seth Rich? Voters, constituents, people that want to know. Cause you didn't hear it from the mainstream media. They stitched it up real quick. I mean, (laughs) they were put in order really quick who talked about Seth rich. So what happened with Seth rich? Apparently his family suffered. So his family decided they're going to sue everyone. Correct. I mean, in that case, Breitbart's family could have sued and Michael Hastings family could have sued because people were like, yo, that was murder, 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 but no one sued then, right? Because it wasn't a problem then. They would quash you and you'd have no say, but right now, patriots are protected. Citizen journalists are protected. They are acknowledged as actual journalists. You who tweets today is an actual journalist, but just listen. Talking about Seth Rich now. That's a conspiracy.
1: You don't understand the pain you cause. You cause to families who have already lost a loved one. Not me. Not my children. Not anybody that knows me or they know the truth. But you once again drag a family through this and make them relive it again, just like Seth Rich's parents. As if losing a loved one the first time isn't enough. But this weekend, my God, you were supposed to have a working weekend. You got it wrong again. You said 50,000 deaths, 60,000 deaths. Now you're saying 100,000 deaths. What was your working weekend? What did you do during your working weekend? Well, you you, you tweeted more hateful things about colleagues of ours. You tweeted conspiracy theories about Jeffrey Epstein. Really? You have time for this? You tweeted conspiracy conspiracy theories theories
0: about Jeffrey Epstein. Did you hear that? He's laughing. He didn't know that Lack was stepping down that day, right? He's scared. This is how he's scared. So he's like, hey, somebody get the Clasudis family on board, throw some money at them so we could start suing. That, you know, President Trump is hurting them because he's bringing this up, right? President Trump is hurting them. Maybe we should give him a good wave of spanking with civil suits so we can drive people into the ground of bankruptcy because he's talking too much. He's just busy tweeting conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy, dude, when you get done for it. It's not a conspiracy at all. It's not a conspiracy that Matt Lauer had a rape lock in button under his desk. Not a conspiracy at all. That's fact.
1: About Barack Obama, really?
0: You have time for this? Barack Obama, Olympus did Barack Obama? Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. You attacked George W. Bush. For simply sending out a unifying message.
0: Bush needs to go down too. Bush needs to be quiet. Bush needs to know his time is being called. His chips are being called. His feet are being called. Because like I said, when you see just how they cover up murders, they eliminate people that are a problem. They eliminate them or they throw them in jail. Or they make up outlandish claims. I mean, we could talk about Happelbaum all we want. I'm just saying hmm, they do this because they can crush you because they have the Well, they had the power. They don't anymore.
1: To give Americans hope. He said positive mm-hmm. things about Americans. He said positive things about health workers. He said positive things about this country. He said, we choose to rise. And even that offended you.
0: Offended me? Well, Joe, he helped you cover up this murder. I mean, you know, he put you where you are. This is all a conspiracy, of course, right? That's what we say, right? It's a conspiracy. No, you guys are conspiring against the people. You've been made, dude. You've been made. Everybody knows. But listen to this, you know... Continuation. He's got another two and a half minutes. Just listen to them all gloriously in full.
1: I guess I shouldn't be surprised that a man who was offended by a former president calling all Americans of all parties together in this time of crisis uh, would be offended by that because, after all, you're the same president of the United States who celebrated the return of a murderous. Dictator. Mm. Kim Jong-un. Mr. President, I ask that you get checked out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I ask that you take a rest. I ask that you take care of yourself. Maybe let Mike Pence run things for the next week. You're not well. Let Mike Pence work with Dr. Fauci, work with Dr. Burks. It'd be best for you politically. It would be best for the country medically. It'd be best for the Republican.
0: Yeah, because Joe knows best, right? Wait, wait, wait. It gets better. Take a listen to his advice.
1: Party politically. Talk about social distancing. We're reading stories now of Republicans who are politically distancing from you. You were right when you said we are a country at war. But we're losing that war. You assured us in January there was nothing to worry about. You assured us in February there was nothing to worry about. You assured Republican senators in March when they were panicked, you said, just stay calm. It'll go away. You, you assured African-American leaders that it would go away just like magic. You assured Americans time and again in April when things warmed up, it would just go away. You assured us in April it would just go away and not come back in the fall. Even when medical professionals, doctors, and historians actually reminded us that the 1918 pandemic did come back. Mm,
0: 1918, 1917, 1918, 1919. (sighs) Gosh darn it, that nineteen right care app nineteen covid nineteen 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 eighteen darn those numbers, so here we are where Joe is telling you everything you need to know that you 've done this and you this, and you need to take a step back, and Republicans are distancing themselves. why because they 're in trouble too because they 're in trouble too, and you know this is all showing. Um, from simple things that we are seeing, like um, take a listen to just a couple of minutes of this uh, confirmation hearing of uh, Ratcliffe
3: to how I will deal um, w- with the issue, and I-, I think I've been I've been very clear that um, what anyone wants the intelligence to say um, won't impact the intelligence they get from me that I deliver. Um, I, I don't know if
4: I, I would suggest, and I will close with this, that if you give information to the President that isn't accurate, 94. that isn't unvarnished, Millennium. that is an act of disloyalty the to the President, let alone to the Constitution. I'm Thank the one. you. Thank Congressman, you, Congressman. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Senator King. Um, before we transition to our last block today, I want to remind members we will get together at two o'clock for a closed session in the CVC Senate Intel Committee. Um, I want to turn to myself for one additional question for the Congressman and then I'll turn to the Vice Chairman for one additional uh, question before we turn to our last block. Congressman, your experience on the House Intelligence Committee has illustrated the importance of comprehensive oversight. Part of that oversight is being able to dig into the finished intelligence products. For those of us that have been on the Intel Committee, um, prior to 9-11 we understood what processing raw intelligence was really like because we didn't have finished product um, do you commit to the committee that in the rare instances that the committee ask for raw intelligence to better understand the analytical conclusions that have been come to that have been uh, determined that you will provide that raw intelligence for the committee
3: I will, uh, as appropriate. And, and I'm caveating just to the standpoint of um, within my authority and with due regard for um, the sources and methods at the, at the time.
4: Absolutely. Uh, lastly, technology uh, technological innovation is increasingly happening overseas. Uh, the vice chairman and I have been incredibly active on the issue of 5G, not because of the jurisdiction of the committee, but because the Intelligence Committee, both in the House and the Senate, is unique in the fact that we see trends before the policy committees do. And we also see the tech side of it, the technology side of it, in a way that uh, would take other committees of jurisdiction months, if not years, to get the same understanding without the degree of clarity that the Intelligence Committee gets it. What's your view on how the Intelligence Community should engage with the private sector on technological innovation.
3: Um, well, I think uh, it's a great question. It ties into to what you said—the issue of five G and and where that where that race stands right now, and the um, where you know rising powers like China um, are with re- with regard to the development of five um, uh, G, you know, global networks, and uh, our ability to ensure that. Uh, interconnected global networks are safe. Uh, really, will demand consistent with the 5G strategy and Senator Cornyn's bill that's now a law. With regard to that, um, that we um, that we work harder to work with the private sector and take advantage of um, the technology expertise that we need there to to make sure that we're first in all of these places. When we talk about emerging technologies uh, chairman, um, you know, we have the best intelligence and enterprise in the world, um, to, to continue for that to be the case. We've got to continue to innovate and we've got to be first.
0: We've got to be first, you know, we've got to be first. But the thing is, you know, will you be following their narratives? That's the thing. What narratives will you follow? Will you follow your gut, or will you follow the narratives? We've
3: got to be first and best. On cyber issues, on AI, on uh, ultimately on quantum, but but five five G is where we are with regard to that issue now, and it's the pathway um, uh, to being first in those areas. And so, uh, again, it's uh, something that's vitally important, and um, uh, that's my perspective.
4: Thank you.
0: It is vitally important. Do you know why? Because the at the end of the day, you know, it shouldn't be just in the hands of the few. Quantum tech. I mean, I have um, access to algorithms that are insane, and I've never made it, you know, a secret about these predictive algorithms that allow me to time travel ever, ever. So, uh, you know, you have to think who's and why are they pushing narratives to you? Because you're going to see you're being psyoped by everyone to refuse, reject, and comply. I'll see you in a bit.
2: The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Every decision will be made to benefit American workers and American families. America will start winning again, winning like never before. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Do not. Allow anyone to tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable.
5: Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn, Jr. and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome to donate, go to www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Thank you. And God bless America.
6: Hi, I'm Laura Loomer and I'm running for Congress in Florida's 21st congressional district. Wouldn't it be horrible if we lived in a nation where journalists were silenced just because they confronted the political and media elite? You might think that could never happen in America, but it did. And to me. For confronting people like Hillary Clinton on her corruption and Ilhan Omar for her ties to radical Islamic terror groups, I have been banned on pretty much every single social media platform. And if that doesn't sound extreme enough, I'm also banned on Uber and Lyft. I know, I cannot understand that last one either. When this all happened to me, I contacted the media and members of Congress. I asked them for help. I kept calling, I kept emailing, but I never received a reply. And that's when it hit me. I'm a well-known journalist who has the phone numbers of the most powerful people in politics and media, yet I couldn't get any assistance. What on earth would the average American do if the same thing happened to them? I realized then that if I wanted to see change that I would need to run for office. The American people deserve representation that listens to and acts on their concerns. So here I am running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District because the American people deserve a voice and a representative who, like President Trump, will keep the promises they make and speak up loudly and clearly for that silent majority.
0: All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, so here's here's where we're at. We're at the point where we have to decide what's real and what's not, and you have to just you know rely on yourself because you know I I had I had a um, you know face covering right masks only because whenever I would travel to big cities. I would, I can't stand, you know what? Being a smoker and not being able to do smog. There are certain areas like in Atlanta or DC sometimes and New York. I hate smelling the stuff on the train. And I literally put lavender essential oil seriously on the mask and I just wear it just, you know, just to smell nice stuff because, you know, certain trains in New York smell a certain way. <laughs> just saying even the Metro in DC. So we all know, uh, you know, the, the smells and how off-putting they are. And considering you know my my health issue, uh, you know I, I was a little bit vulnerable to smells. Um, so it wasn't more so oh, just the smog. it's like the the, the, the yucky smell. So for me, it was always an accessory to wear when I, I knew that I wasn't feeling too good. I was queasy and you know, it's, it's way better than embarrassing yourself. Like, oh gosh, that smell just came real quick and I'm just going to upchuck right here. Right? So I'm just going to say this was a fashion accessory for me, but now I noticed you know, and it's something that I picked up being, you know, traveling throughout Asia um, and even in places like Italy, uh, France, um, Greece, there are cities that are literally in valleys and you can see the smog covering it. It's like a layer. You could see it sometimes, especially when it's hot. Oh my gosh. Um, So now they're telling you okay, here's where we have to pick narratives, kind of like, you know, uh, Ratcliffe kind of put out. Like, throughout his first block of questions, it was all about what narrative are we going to stick to? It's not what facts, it's the narrative. So now we're going to have this big push coming along to make everyone want to, you know, accessorize and and wear these masks and make it a way of life. And if you refuse to wear this mask, then you will not be allowed to have service. And that's incredible incredible if you think about it, because nobody can force you to wear it unless they think that you are a risk and they have to prove you are a risk to others that you can't have your face showing. So what we need to be aware of is just how far are we going to let them go. So, of course, they're going to bombard you with things like, look, you can have it like this and it could be like this and you should wear it. They're kicking people out that even have letters certifying that they don't need to wear a mask or they can't wear a mask. There are people that can't wear a mask because they have a pre-existing condition that doesn't allow them to wear a mask. You know, like issues with COPD, for example. You know, these people won't be able to walk five feet without falling down. What are they going to do? Wear gas masks? Come on, guys. Let's be real. So now they're going to try to insert this ideology to you, and this will be done through cues, right? Simple cues um, that you know. Oh, look, this person. Oh, that looks good, and we should just you know move it along this way. So you're, the question is, how are you? How prone are you to just follow the masses? How prone are you to be like, yeah, totally. Cause Hey, you know, I was, I was treating it like a fashion accessory when I travel to places because I wanted it just for my own personal reasons, but now they want to force it upon you. So you know what the easiest way is to do it? Make it cool. Make you feel like, yeah, you know, this is what I'm um, protecting and I look good, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're so predictable we're going to see tons of this stuff popping up on how, you know, you should focus on these things and follow the lead of all these people. We'll have models and stuff and billboards with people with, you know, oh, that mask is so pretty, you know, because they want to condition you. They want to condition you to, um, you know, kind of, uh, focus right on how things are done. They want to condition you. Now I, I wanted to, um, to mention something that was sent to me, which is going to be really curious. Connecticut, Democrat, representative. It was sent to me and I can't believe that it was sent to me because I sometimes feel that my listeners are either in my head or in my pocket So because it was sent to me, I'm going to, it was going to be talked about tomorrow because I have an article for that and I like to put it down so that way you can see it and absorb it acoustically, right? But what if I told you that the CARES Act was actually introduced in January of 2019? What would you say? You'd say what? Plandemic? Huh? What? I'm confused. HR 748 CARES Act by the 116th Congress introduced on January 24, 2019 by Representative Joe Courtney. Can you say plandemic? You're going to say, Tori, why didn't you put it in there when you were talking about the infodemic? Because it wasn't time. Everyone's still in panic. Everyone's still in a box. What? What? And you know, that's what's interesting. See how synchronicity works. All these people just come together. I mean, Fox started writing about McChrystal. Obviously, it was a whitewash because McChrystal is very well loved by by Murdoch. But I digress. Think about it. Mmm. Mmm. So how do we tell the people you're being duped and they don't get angry? How How do you tell them? Well... How's this? We know the ACLU fights for our liberties, right? Well, let's listen to Tucker. How he asks, where are they now?
5: Accumulating that we can begin to scale back our mass quarantines, particularly the more draconian elements of them, without disastrous risks to public health. There will always be risk. People will long die of this virus, no matter whether we get inoculations against it or not. But we can pull back a little. We know that because there is evidence of it pretty much everywhere. Sweden never locked down, and despite what you have likely heard, Sweden is still no worse off than a lot of Europe. States in this country, like South Dakota, Iowa, and Arkansas, did not issue shelter-in-place orders ever, yet all three of those places were below the national average in coronavirus cases and in deaths. Denmark and the Czech Republic loosened restrictions and have seen, at this point, no surge in new cases. So it's pretty clear that in many parts of this country, we could almost certainly do the same. And yet some cities and states will not consider doing this. In fact, if anything, they're moving in the opposite direction. As the pandemic appears to recede, at least for the moment, their restrictions are becoming tighter. And that's when you know this isn't really about public health. It's about making mediocre people more powerful. And there may be no one in America more mediocre than the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Lightfoot recently announced that anyone who meets privately with friends or even talks about meeting privately with friends on social media will be monitored and could be arrested.
0: Now, I've directed Superintendent Brown to order all police districts to give special attention to these parties.
3: Yes. And this is how it's going to be. We will shut you down. We will cite you.
6: And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. The time for educating people into compliance is over. Don't be stupid. Don't come out. Don't advertise on social media.
0: We're watching you.
5: Do the people of Chicago take Lori Lightfoot seriously? How did a a buffoon like that wind up in the mayor's office? Lori Lightfoot believes she has the power to imprison you if you talk about your weekend plans on Facebook. How did she get the power to do that? Well, that's still not clear. What is clear is that Lightfoot has no intention of following her own rules, living by her own restrictions. We know that because Lori Lightfoot recently broke her own quarantine in order to, and this is real, get her hair done. She got caught when her hairdresser blabbed about it on social media, but perhaps not surprisingly, she didn't seem ashamed in the slightest. Unlike you, she explained... Lori Lightfoot has to look good.
0: I'm the public face of this city. I'm on national media, and I'm out in the public eye. And, you know, I'm a a person who, I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that myself, and so I got a haircut.
5: I take my personal hygiene very seriously. I feel like I needed to have a haircut. The funny thing is, you may be feeling the same way. Maybe you take your personal hygiene seriously, too. Maybe you'd like a haircut. But are you Lori Lightfoot? Okay. Didn't think so. So shut up and get back to your smelly apartment. Stop complaining. And if you don't, you're a Nazi. That's their new line, which is really their old line. In fact, it's always their line. Disagree with them, and you are a Nazi. And because they've now lost all capacity for nuance... They're actually saying it out loud now. Over the weekend, CNN suggested that anti-lockdown protesters in Michigan were, in fact, white nationalists, very much like the ones who marched in Charlottesville famously a few years ago, because, of course, they are. They're disagreeing with the people in power. It must be Nazis. Governor Gretchen Whitmer hastened to agree with that assessment.
0: Some of the outrageousness of what happened at our Capitol this week, um, you know, depicted some of the worst racism and and awful parts of our history
3: in this country. You know, the Confederate flags and nooses, the um, swastikas, the, you know, behavior that you've seen in all of the clips
0: is not representative of who we are in Michigan.
5: So when you disagree with me, says mouth-breathing political hack Gretchen Whitmer, you're a Nazi. And CNN agrees, because if there's one thing that CNN cannot stand to see, it's dissent. Ordinary people disagreeing with the proclamations of the mighty. How is that even allowed? In fact, just the other day, one CNN reporter whined on Twitter that too many people were going to a park that he liked. So when New York police swooped in to break it up, that reporter applauded. How dare they? It's my park. Over on CNN, they celebrated the arrival of Chinese drones in the skies over New Jersey, because what this country really needs is more surveillance and hectoring from the people in charge. Or as MSNBC put it, it's life-saving. Please go away from
3: each other and separate. Elizabeth, New Jersey, is
1: now using drones to spread the life-saving message. You are not immune to this- The drones make it easier for police to see into certain areas where access by patrol cars is more difficult. That includes tight spaces between buildings, behind schools, and in backyards.
5: You don't need to be some crazed, wild-eyed civil libertarian with a goatee to find all of this pretty distressing. What's happening now is unprecedented, it's dangerous, and it's completely and unequivocally unconstitutional. It violates the letter and the intent of the Bill of Rights on many levels. And someday soon, we will deeply regret letting all of this happen. If only we had someone now to protect us as our rights disappear. Oh, wait, we do. The ACLU. For more than 100 years, the American Civil Liberties Union fought for the civil rights of the powerless, which at this stage means you. You're the powerless. So where's the ACLU today? Well, they're playing along with the authorities. They're sucking up to power. They're joining CNN and telling you to shut up and obey. As freedoms vanish across this country, the ACLU has filed dozens of lawsuits, not on your behalf or on behalf of the Bill of Rights, but demanding mail-in voting to abet voter fraud, demanding the release of more criminals and illegal aliens. Their website boasts about this at length. But so far, it looks like the ACLU has filed only a single lawsuit in response to the mass quarantines, and it was in Puerto Rico. What's the message? The message is the ACLU is squarely on the side of your overlords now. That's a change. Meanwhile, our country and its centuries-old norms are dying before our eyes. We could give you many examples here too. In Montgomery County, Ohio, authorities are reporting a greater than 50% increase in deaths from opioid ODs. Addiction rates, not just to drugs but to alcohol, are skyrocketing. From the data we have so far, that seems true across the country. And yet, paradoxically, at the very same time, cancer patients are going without. Here's one indicator of that. Merck, the pharmaceutical company, the huge pharmaceutical manufacturer, is predicting a major hit to its earnings. Why? Because its biggest cancer-fighting drug is being prescribed less often. It's not that fewer people have cancer or they need it less. It's they can't get into the hospitals or they're too afraid to. They've been intimidated by politicians into not getting cancer treatments. Vaccines, checkups, major surgeries, all being delayed. People will die as a result of this. In fact, they already are dying. And that's fine with the people in charge. Just don't plan a dinner party on Facebook. They'll arrest you for that.
0: Okay. Now I told you guys how my mother has cancer, right? And she actually couldn't go and get her treatments. Obviously she was in her last cycle, but she couldn't get her treatments because of coronavirus too. So I just wanted to put that out there. So what is going on? You know, I tweeted out something and Chris Berg, thank you, but you're moving up my timeline. really, you know, it's interesting Just how everything seems so planned, but no one's talking about how it was planned. And it makes you wonder just how much we've actually known. How much do we know? How much can we know? How much will we know? And it's all about us. We're the news. We're the ones that are making the news. Nobody else is doing it. You are the news. And the thing is, we should focus on what we are able to talk about now. Because like I said yesterday, (laughs) the government should fear us. The people that work for us should fear us because we're their boss. It's not the other way around, right? How many times have we said this? So here's where you get bold. Under the umbrella of President Donald J. Trump, no one will touch you. And yeah, they may silence you on Twitter, but how long are they going to get away with that? I mean, it's only a matter of time till we make it a public utility and they can't because it is a direct source of information for people. So these are false claims that they are making against the people. This is where they're calling people terrorist, dangerous. You shouldn't be talking. You shouldn't this. Think about it. Think about it. They're pushing narratives that they should not be pushing. And it's all in the name of what? Power. And who has the power? We do, not them. They don't have the power. We do, not them. That's the thing. We have the power. They don't. So why is it, why is it that that they are able to do what they do? Because they own every single outlet That comes and seeps into your ears and in your eyes is input. Again, we've said it before. Allow them to show you who they are. Allow them to pull their own pants down because that's how everything works, right? But that doesn't mean you stay on the sidelines silent. That doesn't mean, you know, you focus on one thing and not on the other, You should be focusing on everything. You are now the CEO of your own domain, of your nation, and you should be taking active part in that. We can hack the reality hackers because we are many and they are few, and they cannot silence us. Now, here's speaking of hacks. Let's listen to someone talking about Chinese drones, because we're going to get into this in the second hour. And I really want you to listen to this two-minute clip uh, with Tucker and, you know, Gates.
5: Our dependence on China, the coronavirus paradoxically has increased it in many places. Dozens of American cities and states are using Chinese drones manufactured by DJI, a Chinese company, to monitor citizens for social distancing. There's a massive problem with this. As Congressman Matt Gates of Florida says, he is pressuring the Justice Department to investigate and potentially halt the use of these drones. Congressman Gates joins us tonight. Congressman, thanks a lot for coming on. So why, apart from the civil liberties concerns, which are important, I would argue, but why are these drones dangerous? China is massively expanding
7: a Trojan horse spying operation in our country, and your local police department may be unknowingly helping them. The United States Army, the Department of Interior, they banned their use of these DJI drones, citing vulnerability and potential value for other countries. The Department of Homeland Security wrote a scathing report that said that China specifically goes after local law enforcement. They did so even before the coronavirus so that they can get key information transmit it to the Chinese government. And then our own Department of Homeland Security wrote that this is precisely the type of information we're worried that China might sell to terrorists. So even before the coronavirus, Tucker, you had this company reducing their prices for drones by 70 percent. They drove U.S. Manufacturers out of the market. And since coronavirus, DJI is openly bragging that they have just donated these Trojan horse gifts to over, you know, 22 states, to over 40 municipalities. And when I talk to these municipalities in my own investigation, they say, well, it's no big deal. We just fly them around the parks and tell people to disperse, or we just make sure folks are social distancing. But the information that's being collected makes our nation more vulnerable. And I believe the Attorney General, under the existing authority, He has under the cybersecurity laws should immediately ground the entire fleet of DJI drones used by U.S. law enforcement. We should not be spied on by our own government in giving the information then to a foreign government that's hostile.
0: Ah, so that sounds great, right? Wait, let's just listen to what Tucker's response is first, and then I'll give you mine.
5: Man, I hope you stay up late every night until you get that done. I mean, that's something that could be done, as you just described it, very quickly, and that needs to be done. Congressman, thank you a stroke of a pen. for your vigilance on that. Amen.
0: Stroke of a pen. So what you said, Representative Gates, is perfect. Why should we have law enforcement spy on us? But he's not saying that for that. Okay. So DJI makes most of these drones. The state of North Dakota has a lot of Chinese tech, too, but they make their own drones. So here is where you see how Gates is owned right? I'm going to demonstrate this to you. We like Gates. We don't like Gates. Follow the money, man. Look at who's donating to his campaign and his funds. And you'll see that it's American made drone operators and creators. Are you paying attention now? Hmm. We shouldn't use the Chinese. We need to place orders for drones here so we can monitor our people. Drones here that are done by contractors that are owned by foreign generals and officers and or Microsoft. This is where we need to be paying attention. Yeah, what he said was great, loved it. But what he was saying in between was not. We shouldn't be spying on our sins. I've been talking about these drones being deployed in North Dakota, facial recognition, you know, oh, you cough, I'm following you, right? And I haven't played that clip yet. (laughs) I got a clip on that too. But listen to what he said. He didn't say we shouldn't be following people around with drones. He said we shouldn't be following them around and giving the information to China. Hold on, man. You're telling me that my car, you know, my Toyota, my Hyundai is transferring information back to the (laughs) country. You know, what if I have a Kia? You're going to tell me that Korea is getting uploads for my car. Stop. This is all about the money. Are you, are you, are you on board now? You're, can you read between the words? Listen to how he said it. Just listen. I'm going to replay it.
7: Openly bragging that they have just donated these Trojan horse gifts to over, you know, 22 states, to over 40 municipalities. And when I talk to these municipalities in my own investigation, they say, well, it's no big deal. We just fly them around the parks and tell people to disperse, or we just make sure folks are social distancing. But the information that's being collected makes our nation more vulnerable. And I believe the Attorney General, under the existing authorities he has under the cybersecurity laws, should immediately ground the entire fleet of dji drones used by u.s law enforcement we should not be spied on by our own government in giving the information then to a foreign government that's hostile
5: Man.
0: exactly we shouldn't be uh, what, what did he say monitored by our own government and then giving the information uh to a foreign nation that is hostile mm, you see how that works you see how word play is important This is how you see what side of the fence they sit on. You know, it's another Lindsey Graham that was, that was great. That was great at some point, but not so great, right? This is how you see it. You guys, transparency, just, you know, this is just an example because there are so many more, because if you, if we've lost the ability to listen and to digest information that is being provided to us, we've lost that ability. And, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, to our fault. We're, we're, we're at fault. I, I, people hate to know that they're responsible for their demise, but we are, we've let them mesmerize us. We've taken their word to, you know, the bank and said, yep, that's it. You know, but no one is paying attention to the little details because they tell you exactly what they're doing. They're telling you exactly how it flies. <laughs> and they're dropping clues everywhere i mean come on you know everyone's talking about cafefe look it up man it's a, it's a, it, it's a, it's it's a, it's a bill that they introduced yet we have all these other you know you know statements of what it is it was warning them it was warning them try me with the cafefe try me but look at the little details if you if you focus on all these little intricacies the um the executive orders I'll see you in a bit. real news welcome everyone to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tory. So uh, I left it off talking about EOs because if we pay attention to EOs and we pay attention to big days, like the days that, you know, they're claiming impeachment, that they're passing these weird notions, that's the stuff that you need to pay attention to so you understand. You know, think back to what was happening on July 17th, right? They were pushing this uh, impeachment resolution, right? And it failed. Of course it failed. And everybody was focused on that while they were passing the, they were passing, they literally passed this bill in 2019. You guys, they passed it in 2019 and no one said a word. Right. Because uh, July 17, 2019, the House passed it. And then, um, yeah, the House passed it and it it was done there. And then it was passed to to go into the Senate in um, March of uh, March 25th. And that was like a 96 to zero, um, whatever. Uh, then they resolved some differences and then the president signed it on the 27th of March, a year later, more than a year later, because I saw, you know, the, the reason that I state this is because for some reason people believe that only good people can time travel and time travel is a real thing. Not the way you conceive it, right? But it's an actual thing. So think of them, you know. Creating what it is to be created. That's the thing. So um the concern that we have is that the name um of the bill was indeed changed, right? We should point that out. Uh but but it was nevertheless introduced in January. At that point, um Reading through the notes because I was putting this together in an article. Hence, I really think like either someone's like remote viewing what I'm doing, or you know people are just so synchronized that things are happening. Because I've been working on this, you know, um, is Brennan responsible for XYZ's murder? Let's ask Peter Strzok article. Now that's a good one, and then uh, this, and then another one that I'm working on. So it's pre- it's it's a pretty big deal. Now what people need to understand is is that. This bill was created to apparently provide in a state of emergency um, information about uh, people that are not on Medicaid and people that are not in the 1%. I just wanted to, you know, point that out for a second so people understand it. But this is how they operate, This isn't the first time. Like I said, Kafefe is actually a bill. And the president said, Kafefe, you know, the tweet, Kafefe, was a couple days before Kafefe was introduced. It's literally called Kafefe. So you know, what we need to do is pay attention that when you're busy focusing on one thing, other things come in. So this bill was introduced in 2019 and you have to ask yourself, well, let me find the details. What's going on? Let me see what's going on. Let me see what's happening. Remember, there was an impeachment resolution for Barr that was passed that day. I mean, if you actually go through their congressional record, um, it, it's it's pretty insane. Okay, There are so many things. And the thing is, who's going to take the time to read all of it? Nobody. And none of these people, this is how it happens. None of these people actually know what's going on uh, in respects to... Uh, recording information, you know, they walk in, they vote, they go, and then they have a bunch of staffers that write a lot of fluff because half the things you see in the congressional record isn't even stuff you heard. It's inferred things or taking statements and elaborating them. I'm, I'm dead serious. And this is how you create noise, right? It's that noise where you're kind of like, wait a minute. Oh, this is just rubbish. It's noise. Let's just move along and take the clip notes for it. Right. That's how people operate because there's way too much. This is another strategy, kind of like information war, uh, warfare that they're using against you with radio, TV, and social media. They do it too with actual records, because if all of you sit there and look at the congressional record for that day, there's like, I, I just under like 500, uh, you know, uh, sections of it and each section has you know what is it like ten or twenty pages i'm I'm trying to remember because I, I was going through all of that stuff yesterday while working while trying to make sense of everything but if you if you actually take the time which a lot of us have because we're stuck at home and can't do anything you'll see that there's <laughs> 500 under 500 like sections if I remember correctly and each of them have like uh, 500 pages per section too it's 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 something super insane It's, it's 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 insane it's it's completely insane and you're just like nobody can look at this you know they have interviews like for example John Gore was interviewed on March 7th did you know that And it was on the committee and oversight of government reform. This is just one of those, you know, parts. And I have that and I'm working with it because there's a lot of stuff in there and what they're talking about. See, we miss all these things, right? We miss all of these questions and all of these interviews that they have. So it's, it's, it's interesting how much we miss Because the media isn't telling us. And so, you know, I could sit there and tell everyone, but I would have to spend the whole day doing it. I mean, how do I survive 24 seven telling you about all these things and how everything, you know, works and what they're working on and how it's being done. It's just way too much, isn't there? It's, it, it is. So for example, remember we had the census questions, right? This, this is what happened that day too. So they questioned him and they asked him, you know, hey, you know, we want to know about this racist census 2020. Like when did the addition of the citizenship question come in? Oh, it was August, early September of 2017. Oh, so it wasn't like just now kind of thing. So they were trying to find other things. They're so busy in Congress creating these interviews, doing all this stuff. And it's totally going under the radar for all of you. And we're just looking at the the tip of the the, 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 the spear of what you're seeing and what is actually happening. It is pure insanity what we are observing, pure insanity. And the thing is, we talk ourselves out of what we see. So right now you see that they've introduced the CARES Act in January of 2019, a year. Before it came to fruition to the date. Cause wasn't it January 24, 2020 that, oh, we have some information, right? So think about it a year before it pops and it's a topic. They introduce it, but we explain it. Uh, we, we, we talk ourselves out of this because we don't want to believe it. Right? So we talk ourselves out of it say, well, you know, it was meant for something else. It just so happened. It was called like that. And it was like for this. And it was for. We're talking ourselves out of it because you have to think it was parked. It was passed within seven months and then it was parked. It didn't go to the Senate. It didn't go anywhere. It was parked until a year later. Those are the details, no matter what the excuse you find to say, oh, well, yeah, I was introduced like this, but it was totally this. And it's like, wait a minute, stop. When does anybody recycle a bill to accommodate? They never do. They start all over. So then you have to think, oh, my gosh. So the CARES Act was passed so quick because they already had the placeholder. They knew what was going to happen. So we're all waiting to find out from the intelligence community what story they're going to tell us. This is war. And, you know, China, I feel bad for them. And you're going to say, why, Tory? China lied and people died. Well, you know, we would have lied too, I guess, you know, if we weren't caught. But the, 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 the thing is, I trust the fact, okay, That our intelligence community will give us the best version there is. And the fact that we've sanctioned the who tells you everything we need to know. Now we need to strike those privileges that Obama handed over to the United Animal Associations and whatnot. We need to strike those privileges to the United Nations and how they operate in our nation. Okay? The who the UN, we need to just get rid of all of them. We don't need their rubbish and we don't need to be giving them money because in the end they're driving for another interest. And our policy is America first. And obviously America first is not the who is not the UN. It is not NATO. NATO needs us. None of these people are anything without us. But when we give organizations like the WHO, the UN, and these global health people the right to call any land in the U.S. when they exist a sovereign property of theirs or international territory, that's when they need to be going. So I would really like to see a huge move on that, very huge move on that i also like to know someone to come up and tell me how it was coincidental, coincidental that they passed an act and we're all trying to explain it. We're explaining this, right? We're explaining it out of, oh yeah, well, this was done. See, when people find things like this and they explain it and they talk themselves out of it, that's it. The other side won. Because what you should do is use your own critical thinking. What are the odds, That an act with the bones for the CARES Act that was passed just a few weeks ago existed a year to the date where the president was advised. Think about it. I mean, you got to be real dumb if you think these are all coincidences. Really, really crazy. Silencing all of you. And sometimes most of you silence yourselves. What hurts the most is that I see so many people talking about truths and pushing truths and they yield at the first point of pressure, the first point of pressure. The minute they're pressured, Oh, you're going to get banned. Oh, you better follow me. Cause no one will follow you. Oh, you're going to have this. Oh, Facebook is coming. I'm going to delete your group. And then you're going to delete your, I'm going to delete your page. So you better obey. Most of you buy out. And that's human nature. But again, that is the quality that we need to remember. Self-preservation in a time of war is not the way things work. Sorry, it doesn't. And if you notice that anyone that goes against the mainstream narrative is now painted as a conspiracy theorist, a crazy, con- you know, deplorable, you know, oh, let's not even talk about Q. I mean, and I don't want to. Um, I'm not a Q denier and there's, what do you mean Q denier? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's do this. Let's do this for a second. Someone asked me why the Daily Beast is so obsessed with QAnon. It's okay. We'll have the Daily Beast answer that in like a couple days. I'm pretty sure. They'll answer their obsession, obsession, obsession. So what is, you know, QAnon? Everybody wants to know. And, You know, everybody seems to think they know. Some people think it's a wise man. Other people have this insane idea that it's the president of the United States. And it's like, um, so if he ever came out and said it's him on that board, there could be some serious implications with presidential communications. Oh, it's probably from someone from the white house. No, maybe it's someone that has a back door to the cloud presidential archives that can pull pictures that he puts on there because they can, I don't know, quantum computing and stuff. You know, maybe they, this is a group of people that you don't know. And the intelligence community doesn't know. The FBI doesn't know. Nobody knows they exist. Well, they do know they exist, but they don't know how they're doing it. Has anyone ever asked, you know, Code Monkey, like, how is all this stuff going? Is someone actually logging on? <laughs> Told you about TweetDeck. I'm just saying, like the insane push to silence something that's good, that's doing no harm, but good. Because all of us uh, have to understand one thing. Human nature doesn't change. Uh, you know, our primordial sin was based on obedience and curiosity. Yes. Obedience and curiosity. So Adam was obedient to the woman because she was giving him stuff. She was, she was like his lover, his partner. And the woman was curious. And so, you know, the snake, right? The snake. And so curiosity is a double-edged sword coupled with our, you know, obedient gene because i I heard a friend of mine tell me that today and i wanted to say something but i was like if it's making you happy i'm not going to correct you but they said you know I, i i believe that i just need to focus on being obedient an obedient servant to the word and you know for so many days and i'll be better wait no the lord never made man to be obedient ever And obedient to the word would be obedient to God, but you are his child and he wants you to exercise that curiosity, but within the bounds of good, right? So you could in one way say it's obedient, but not so much because free will and all. So think what this program has done to the people worldwide is allowed to tap into that innate curiosity to discover and to unearth and to you know cross uncharted waters of knowledge, because as humans, you have the uh, con- in, con- uh, a constant want to learn from a baby, you see something shiny, you follow it. You're learning, you're walking, you're touching, you're putting everything in your mouth because that's the most sensitive at that point. Cause your sensory receptors on your appendages aren't so, um, so, um, in, uh, I would say, uh, instant because you know, you're growing obviously. Right. So there's, it's always changing, but your mouth, the sensors, there, are always aggregated. This is why babies put everything in their mouth. It's not just the teething. It's, it's the feeling. So we always want to learn. So ways that you can convey information is by telling people, trust me, I know. Uh, Other ways you could do it is through audio, visual. um, You can do it through writing. uh, You can do it through preaching. uh, You can do it through um, dissemination of actual tangible objects. Or you can do it through a way that piques their curiosity and allows them to gain knowledge and look. So an operation like this is extremely dangerous, dangerous to the cabal because a benign operation where it actually states facts that are pretty much public, pretty much public, pretty much public, but with such great, I, I, and I wouldn't say great accuracy, right, to the timing of those, and I've explained that with TweetDeck before. It piques the curiosity of every citizen, every every citizen of this nation and citizens of other nations to want to do their homework and to want to hold people accountable. And it encourages them and empowers them to understand just how individual they are and how powerful they are that one voice is against the cabal. So this is why it's considered one of the most dangerous operations to the cabal. So the first thing they do is ignore it. Then they try to ridicule it and call it a conspiracy theory, but that's kind of dying. And then they go in with marching orders to remove it. I mean, they've done this before. If you look in the past, look how many people have been punished for publishing the truth. Look how many people have been eliminated for putting out the truth. I mean, the article... Did Brennan kill? Did the, the was Brennan the reason XYZ died? Let's ask Peter Strzok will be completely eye opening to you because, if, as I've said before, these people run in the same packs, they run in the same circles, and they operate in the same way. And the only wild card, the Joker card that interrupts this, is by them being able to stop your curiosity. If they can, it's it's like someone hungry. If you're hungry, right, you're going to eat until you're not hungry anymore. So what they do is they bombard you with enough information that one, you're like, yo, I ate too much, I feel sick. Or two, you know, it's like, oh, you've given me enough, I'm done, and I can't think anymore, I'm finished. Or you feel satisfied with the information that was pushed to you. And so this is how, you know, they operate this quantum movement right is taking that power away from them because it leaves you wanting more it's like popping a tube of pringles chips somebody out there that's going to say that if you pop the pr- pringles top thing that you can stop eating them you're a liar or like you know, a bag of pistachio nuts that are already peeled with salt and pepper. Oh my gosh. You just have to finish the bag. And that is exactly how curiosity works. It's that insatiable view. I'm not really full and I'm kind of peckish. I'm just going to eat all of it. And I still might not be full because it's not enough to get me full, but I'm still going to go after it. And I'm going to fall into these rabbit holes and stay up until 4am to make some sense of it. And then I'm going to turn off for three days and digest it and then try to make sense of it. This is knowledge because knowledge is power. We've been saying this every single day. And the one thing they don't want you to do is, is have knowledge. The one thing they don't want you to do is ask questions. The one thing they don't want you to do is not obey what they tell you. And they are terrified because you are not taking orders anymore. And this is how you win an information war. You disallow them from telling you what you are and aren't allowed to think. You are able to think whatever you want, you can say whatever you want, and nobody can change that ever, ever, except if you let them. And so this is where we're at right now, where we have the largest information war against us, where they're holding us hostage to their narratives. So the question is, what narrative do you want to stick with? Do you just want to listen to them and accept what they have to tell you? Or are you going to find out yourself and use only your internal compass to understand how this is going to pan out? So I think it is important for us to listen, um, to, hold on, let me just put it to where I want it to go to these next statements that, um, our new ODNI will, uh, is answering. Okay. I want you to take a listen.
3: One that's apolitical. Um, It has to be one that gives the unvarnished truth, as Senator King uh, has said repeatedly, um, without shading um, and without consideration for what anyone wants that intelligence to say. And I've been in that role, and that's what I would offer in terms of of reassurance in terms of um, my time at the Justice Department and leading, again, a federated enterprise um, you know, not, not this to the scope, uh, uh, and size of the intelligence community, but a U.S. attorney's office, um, is significant. And to put it in perspective, there's 435 congressional districts. Uh, the country is divided up into there's 100 United States senators. There's only 93 federal districts. Um, and in my case, it was 35,000 square miles, um, more than 3 million, um, uh, residents within that and so operating and coordinating and integrating in pursuit of national security priorities like the prevention of terrorism um, I think is good training for this um, but it's uh, it's something that I found um, again that I enjoyed doing and and I look forward to the transition on, on a larger scale at a time that I think our country really needs it and again I think that I'm uh, well qualified to do.
8: Congressman Ratcliffe, my uh, my friend, the ranking member, uh, Senator Warner, um, frames this as speaking truth to power, but let me frame it a little differently. Do you have any problem in telling the president the truth about what our intelligence community has produced to allow him to then make? The best decisions in consultation with his team
3: respectfully senator I don't have a problem telling anyone the president members of uh, this committee um, uh, anyone that would be a consumer of intelligence and en- entitled to um, uh, to see it whether as an overseer or in whatever respect the intelligence has to speak um, to exactly what the uh, men and women um, who are doing the collection and uh, an analysis of it we're all better served with the best unvarnished um, intelligence. And, and that is truth to power. And I look forward to doing that to, to anyone.
8: And what's the danger if you somehow shaded or, or nuanced the, uh, the, the information for the policymakers, including the President of the United States?
3: Everything that, that we, uh, the, the intelligence community, uh, does is designed to inform all policy. Um, Makers, The president, the National Security Council, um, uh, our military leaders and members of Congress to have the best information to make our national security decisions. So to give anything other than the best information is to jeopardize our national
8: security. It's something I just won't do. In closing, uh, I was glad to see our mutual friend, Congressman Will Hurd, write an op-ed piece uh, supporting your nomination. Will, as we both know, served in the CIA before he came to Congress. He's uh, steeped in these issues like uh, very few are, and uh, I was glad to see that vote of confidence. Thank you, Mr. Chairman.
3: Thank you again, Senator, for your remarks this morning.
8: Senator Bennett.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I very much appreciate it. The opportunity to ask these questions, Congressman, it's nice to see you. Good to see you, Senator. Uh, Senator uh, Cornyn this morning read a, a really great letter from Attorney General Ashcroft. And you should be very pleased about what it, how he commended you. In the-
0: before, we, we, before we get into the next question, I want you guys to per- let that percolate for a second what he said. My job is to just give the facts, not the version of truth that someone wants to hear. Because, you know, I I, I noticed I tweeted that out and, you know, I'll probably get backlash with my article, but, you know, it's going to drive me to change it because I was going into the direction of explaining. But here's where I get notifications of people saying factcheck.org says it doesn't substantiate legislative history of the CARES Act doesn't prove COVID-19 conspiracy. See, this is it. This is how you now are no longer impartial to just read the act yourself and get a conclusion. But you take what factcheck.org, which also fact checks a lot of other things that said things that doesn't make sense, right? (laughs) Completely. Um, you know, to convince yourself that this was never a placeholder. When have you ever heard that they've made an amendment to completely replace the original bill? <laughs> Stop. None of the original language remained. So think about it. Why was the bill put there as a placeholder on the date that the... January 24, 2019, right? Or did he say, was it January twenty fifth, 2019 that he told him? So a year to the date that the president is advised of some issue right? Issue that, uh, suddenly this happens. So here's where people, uh, convince themselves that, um, it's not, uh, correct and it's not a pandemic, and it's real. And this is a conspiracy. This is how people talk themselves out of truths that they can see. This like oh, it was just a coincidence that they just took the name of the bill, kept it the same, and then replaced it and gutted it completely, but kept the name. Stop one second. Whoops. Hold on. So you're telling me that this bill was placed there, right? Placed there. You gutted it, but kept the title and you replaced it rather than make a new one. I'm sorry. I'm. There's something here that doesn't pass the smell test. Okay. Middle-class health benefits tax repeal act of 2019. How does that translate into cares? Oh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's, uh, you know, um, called the coronavirus aid relief and economic security act cares act, uh, title state. See, this is the thing. We let them convince us of their truth. Do it yourself. Don't listen to me either. I have no problem. What's the Annenberg Pu- Public Policy Center? Who funds factcheck.org? Why are we looking at it? Why do they have a whole thing called Debunking False Stories or Gowdy didn't author viral conspiracy theory or large retail employees have been victims of COVID-19. Oh, they haven't reported any cases, blah blah blah. The White House isn't selling coronavirus coins. You know, they put silly things in there too stay at home policies treat mosques the same as churches um actually they're not but see these are the things you need to look at how they're trying to usher you into a pen to, you know they're, they're you're like you know a sheep going back into your little pen and they're nudging you no 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 look over here man look at us look at me look at me i used to just be you know Uh, public relations for intelligence and then you know all I did was like write a couple books and now look at me I'm standing here you should listen to me okay and you know oh look at me hello I'm on your tv like every evening like I know what I'm talking about or else they wouldn't be paying me millions but you know none of them tell you that you know I'm actually being sponsored by these vendors and the more I comply with what they have to say then the more it's good see fact-checking fact-checking And that's what people say. We need to fact check this. Oh, you know, Mitch McConnell, let that slide. (laughs) Oh, this was just, (laughs) this was just a placeholder for nothing. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's how they operate. That is how they work. Hmm. They tell you that you shouldn't be doing your homework. They tell you that you need to stop thinking for yourself and listen to what they say. They tell you you know, listen to our narrative. I mean, we know best that's, that's where you're at. That is how they control you by telling you that you need to pay attention to their narrative. You don't need to pay attention to mine either. I'm just telling you do it yourself exclude it because it's kind of like, um, you know, when you walk into a meeting and someone tells you that someone's a tyrant, you're going to sit weird, you know, you're going to sit across from them. Your palms are going to sweat because you've got information of a narrative and you've accepted it as true walking into that room. Whereas normally you would have walked in like you own the place and you would have had a great conversation with the person if you omitted the information that was provided to you and say, well, thanks uh, noted and just walk on there and say, hundred percent, man. I take everything at a hundred percent and I let that stay there. So if you take this at a hundred percent, wait a minute, this seems fishy. Let's take a look. And then you see that Courtney's on the armed services committee, right? Then you see his relationships that he's had with the Harvard guy, Charles Lieber. Then you see, you know, other information. You're just kind of like, hold on, man. Uh, Then if you see who invests in him, then if you see, then if you see, then if you're just like, wait a minute, this is, this is not passing the smell test. Totally not. Um, So I wanted to talk about smell tests, by the way. So I received a a response finally from uh, the um, governor of North Dakota and um, his office actually responded to that list of questions that I put. So this is this is one of the most interesting responses that I've had, and it was so, um, I, I want to say it was completely remedial uh, in the way uh, the response is um, because it was so lackluster. Shall I say it like that? Lackluster? Because it wasn't a proper response for me. So the response that... Um, that I received... Um, was, okay, so the first question was, has the development of the Care 19 app been funded with North Dakota tax dollars? And he said the application cost the state nothing to create. Existing intellectual property was donated from Proud Crowd LLC and multiple Microsoft employees donated their time and effort to bring Care 19 to life. The contract for the app license and ancillary server storage space is attached. So I see that... What they paid was $9,500, which is under the mark, which requires them to put out an RFP. Because the next question I said, was there an announcement where, where, where many companies applied to design this app, an RFP? They said no. The next question I asked was, the person company hired is a previous employee slash colleague of Doug Burgum's. So we need clarification on how he was selected. He said a small team from Microsoft, whose members all work with Governor Burgum at Great Plain Software, reached out and offered to help the state in any way they could. When the governor was introducing Tim Brookins of the developers to his leadership team on COVID-19, he mentioned that Tim was the developer of the Bison tracker app and the team got excited because they could see how something like that application could have a very positive impact for the state. Now, this is a really weird response. So he's saying, oh yeah, the small team from Microsoft reached out to him and they decided that they're going to be doing something, right? And then he said, oh, Tim actually made this. And then everybody got excited saying this would be great and it would be a positive impact for the state. Next question. Does Doug Burgum, any of his company's family and or other venture interests profit off the sale use or data mine from the app, including and not limited to advertising sales, i.e. monetary or data sets? The simple answer, just no. Where's the data collected via the app house? Data is stored in the cloud. Okay, dude, what cloud is the next question? Who controls the data storage and responsible for security? There is only one person with access to data. Tim Brookings and one backup admin. They are bound by the privacy agreement to not disclose any information. Hold on, what privacy agreement? I need to see it. So I did send a follow-up, but it also raised many concerns. And I said, so when the pandemic is over, what happens to the... Data collected. Users can erase their data at any time or remove the app from their phone. Also, data automatically gets deleted 14 days after it's collected, so it'll disappear once users stop using the app. Super weird because he said that if you download the app now, your data will help us understand, um, you know, when there's a second wave in the fall, how we can respond. So, we need all this data from you now because we're going to be using it in the fall, but apparently the data is deleted in 14 days. So I don't know. Is it 14 days from now until like September, October? It's not. doesn't make sense, does it? Mm. Smell test. So who is paying for advertisements of this app? He said the North Dakota Department of Commerce is submitting expenses to FEMA for reimbursement. So here is where it's like, hold on a second. For this coronavirus pandemic, how are you asking FEMA to pay you to advertise an app? Question. And I said, are North Dakota tax dollars or federal dollars being used to promote the app? The North Dakota Department of Commerce is submitting expenses, he said, to FEMA for reimbursement. Why are your dollars, right, you, paying for an app for North Dakota residents? A- ask yourself that question. So you're from Florida, you're from California, Alabama, Arkansas, wherever, and your money is being used to help Doug Burgum push his app. Think about it. How is that okay? Okay. Okay. How much is being spent to promote and market the app? He said the total marketing budget is $31,150. So far, $15,412 has been expended on media marketing and $1,570 on social media campaign. So I had to respond to that. And my response were, um, a few questions and, you know, it's, um, it's pretty interesting. Um, I had a few because that raised more. So the first portion I said was I'm very concerned about the marketing being charged to FEMA. FEMA funds are to aid in combat the aftermath of this Kung flu. So I'm not understanding how marketing of a surveillance app with Clearview AI and donated tech qualifies as a necessity for federal taxpayers. How are you submitting this exactly? How are you line item qualifying this to FEMA? If other private entities are assisting or funding this app with degrees of separation, submit. Reimbursement to Femine Marketing would be a problem. Second part in this FEMA money is, in addition, collaboration and other other states using and promoting this app would mean that North Dakota state FEMA allocation is being spent to benefit other states as well. This raises concerns and allows for fraud, abuse, and waste. So let me explain this to you. South Dakota is now promoting this app, too. And we heard Governor Cuomo talk about this app that Bloomberg is throwing money into. So what Doug Burgum is saying is that he's... Spending money from FEMA, your federal tax dollars, um, that are allocated to North Dakota and say they qualify with this marketing stuff, but that marketing is also being used to benefit other states. That's not how it works. Okay. These are intricacies. Now we go into the national security concerns. I said, our sources in North Dakota have examined this database that you're deploying. The data of this identity tracking app is being transmitted and merged with HIPAA protected information into your citizen registry. We have discovered this database is identical to the Chinese citizen program deployed in Shanghai in 2013. Have you paid or have been given easement to use this program by China or is it just open source? Because I'm concerned for issues of national security and citizen privacy, considering the code is identical to China for registering its citizens on a system that uses their DNA as a fingerprint, along with facial recognition, demographics, health and financial records and other personal identifying information. Since you are deploying the DNA harvesting events across the state, this raises concern coupled with the Clearview AI tech superimposed in your app tech. So Clearview AI, we talked about it, how they're, they're subversive, how they uh, use your phone as a device to spy on other phones and other devices that are in your area. And that's pretty insane. And the fact that he's using Chinese technology, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> is pretty insane. So the question is, like, your code is identical to that stuff that China has. So is this like open source, uh, you know? How are we doing this? So we'll see how he comes up with that one. Now, Abbott, someone this morning actually said that, um, there were concerned about kickbacks about Abbott, um, creating the testing kits in the state of North Dakota. And ironically today, a huge DNA harvesting party in Fargo was canceled saying, oh, we have problems with like testing kits which is weird because we heard on air here and on air everywhere, Doug Bourbon boasting on how they have all these kits and how you're just going to scan this QR code and it's going to be like you're going through an airport super quick. You could pre-register. We got it all. You could take the test and you're going to go along. We have tons of it. Now they don't have any, so I'm a little bit confused who intervened and what happened. So follow-ups to all those answers he gave me is Proud Crowd generously donated their IP and time to update the app because they're updating this app like like 10 to 20 times at one point a day Um, and that's according to the code that you see so has that company i don't know gotten any money from Sir Michael Bloomberg or other private funding sources recently for the app something like I don't know donations uh, because considering the IP is the states and the state paid for it proud crowd receiving investments um, or, and/or donations for the app would be a conflict and a breach right so I also mentioned how the governor mentioned Bloomberg investing in a tracking app developed in a state And I asked, is the governor of North Dakota cooperating to roll out the app with other governors like he recently announced with South Dakota? And is South Dakota contributing to the marketing budget for that or just the citizens of North Dakota paying for every other state that benefits from it? And then will South Dakota be on the same cloud system? If so, is the data of other states transmitted to their respective HHS officers or citizen registry program? If so, what escrow cloud service is used for that? And what mitigation has been put into place to avoid conflict of transmission? These are all questions that, 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 that come down to our ability to maintain our privacy. That's how it goes. And I said to him, your answer to the question of data storage is the cloud. Okay, which cloud? Amazon, Google, Microsoft? If so, the constituent should be able to see the terms and conditions of cloud storage as most agreements allow cloud storage to anonymously mine or feed data into their AI training systems like most cloud storage does feed into AI like SciCore. And, you know, I mentioned the data, blah, blah, blah. Then at the end, I added some new questions, which were COVID. I said, how many deaths in North Dakota are just COVID-19? Not with COVID, just COVID. Influenza B is not COVID nineteen. In a case of death with COVID, the deceased tested positive for influenza B, yet you documented it is with COVID. Please explain. And many states have been forced to remove false reporting because death certificates were wrongly documented. Are you auditing the death certificates too? If there are COVID nineteen only deaths, I'm requesting a sanitized copy of the autopsy report of the individual that had no underlying condition that exasperated uh, with this flu. And that's it. So these are the questions that we should all be asking our governors, our mayors, our city officials, our, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, th- you know, health directors, our, our, our. Because if we're not asking these questions, we're letting them do as they please. These are questions every single one of you should ask because the money that they're using is yours. The money that they're using in order to push their narratives and what they want is Yours. So you are responsible for asking these questions. Nobody else is. Okay. Nobody else is responsible. You are. So um, I can't believe that my two hours are already up. Uh, I wanted to play our uh, president um, and speaking to the press right before he left for Arizona. Take a listen. Heard
2: about it, uh, but whatever it is, we'll let you know. But it has nothing to do with our government. Well, you know, because the House is a setup. The House is a bunch of trump haters. Uh, they put every trump hater on the committee, the same old stuff. Uh, they frankly want our situation to be unsuccessful, which means death, which means death. And our situation is going to be very successful. The House has put on a committee, an oversight committee, of uh, Maxine Waters and Maloney and the same people. And it's just a setup. Uh, but, uh, Dr. Fauci will be testifying in front of the Senate, and he looks forward to doing that. But the House, I will tell you, the House, they should be ashamed of themselves. And frankly, the Democrats should be ashamed because they don't want us to succeed. They want us to fail so they can win an election, which they're not going to win. But they want us, to think of it, they do everything they can to make things as bad as possible. And right now, the stock market's way up. Everybody's excited. They're going back to work safely, but they're going back to work. We're opening up our country again. And this is what we're doing. And I'll tell you, the whole world is excited watching us because we're leading the world. What happened should never ever have happened. China should have informed us that they had a problem. I have not spoken to No, I've not spoken to I might, but I haven't spoken to President She I have not. Yes, Jennifer?
6: Uh, New York Times numbers are about the virus increasing our wrong. What are your Well, it's a
2: report, and that's a report with no mitigation. So based on no mitigation, but we're doing a lot of mitigation. And frankly, when the people report back, they're going to be social distancing, and they're going to be washing their hands, and they're going to be doing the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, we won't be going into stadiums full bore yet. You know, for events and soccer and uh, football and all of the different events, baseball, I hope baseball can get going. But uh, they won't be going in full bore yet. At some point, hopefully, in the not too distant future. But that report is a no mitigation report, and we are mitigating. Have you heard a definitive answer as to where the virus came from? Have you heard a definitive answer? Well, we're. Yeah, I think we do, but I'm going to. uh, We'll be reporting on it over the next period of time, Steve. We'll be reporting. There'll be plenty of people ask me that question, and we will be reporting very definitively over a period of time. Sir, do
6: you have any concerns about all the people who are going to be traveling with you today and their potential to be exposed to the virus? No, I don't have any.
2: Uh, Everybody traveling has been tested. Uh, We have great testing, and literally they've been tested over the last hour, and uh, the test result comes back in five minutes. We have great testing, or they wouldn't be allowed to travel with me. I mean, I would, uh, it's not my choice. It's a very strong group of people that want to make sure they are tested, including Secret Service. So they're all tested, everybody traveling on the plane. The only question I can't answer, has the press been tested? And I suspect maybe, has the press been tested? Steve, have you been tested? Not today. Well, I trust you. you. I trust you. you Say it. uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's a mask facility, right?
0: Are you going to wear a mask?
2: If it's a mask facility, I will. Yeah, I don't know if it's a mask facility, but uh, Honey, we'll go to see Honeywell. They have done an incredible job on many fronts, and so I'm going to pay my respects to a great company and a great state, the state of Arizona. They
0: uh, do make N95 now.
2: They make N95. Yeah, because right? yeah. And they do. And they make them good. They don't make the ones that don't work like we got sent from certain other countries. Okay, no, no, like other people got sent from other countries. We're making massive numbers of masks. We're making our ventilators. We have the best testing anywhere in the world, not even close. The antibody test, you see what's going on with that? That's going to be something that I don't even, look, we have so much testing. I don't think you need that kind of testing or that much testing, but some people disagree with me and some people agree with me. But we have the greatest testing in the world, and we have the most testing in the world. President,
3: well, many of the states that are, uh, that are beginning to reopen—they're
8: uh, not following their criteria in terms of having two weeks of reduced. Wages. Well, the governors that, have. Yeah, is? it's
2: a fair question. The governors have—I uh, have given them great discretion. I respect the governors, and I've given them great discretion. If, however, I see somebody doing something that's egregious or wrong, I will stop it in two seconds. Many of the governors have called me up and asked my opinion. But — and, and really, a lot of them have. And we're, the relationship is very good. But, you know, the governors are given, like on a, a story like that, where they're going down, and they're going down rapidly, but maybe it's short of the 14 days. They're given a certain amount of discretion. If I see something wrong, though, we'll, we will stop. Mr. President, on the, on the IHME model, which is now showing
6: 134,000 deaths by August, doubling its previous prediction, Are you concerned that that's happening because some of these states are relaxing guidelines too early? No, no, I'm
2: not, because that that assumes no mitigation. And we're going to have mitigation. No, we're letting people out. But the fact that we're letting people go and go to their jobs, they have to do it. You know, if they held people any longer with the shutdowns, you're going to lose people that way, too. And you already have, I'm sure. But between drug abuse and, I mean, they say suicide, a lot of different things. There's no win, just so you know. There's no great win one way or the other, but I'll tell you where there is a win. We're going to build a country. I did it once. Two months ago, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world, the best employment numbers we've ever had in history. Right? I mean, everybody agrees. Even CNN agrees with that one. But I will say this. We're going to do it again, and that's what we're starting. And I view these last couple of days as the beginning. We're going to build the greatest economy in the world again, and it's going to happen pretty fast.
0: And it will happen pretty fast. Do you know why? So first of all, uh, now we have the excuse to exclude other nations from producing our products that we use. We have the excuse to say that we need to be American built so that way we can monitor and observe how things are being created and if they have America first in mind. Again, I reflect back to the May 1st executive order of using for our infrastructure for energy. So they cannot be hacked. They cannot be, you know, holy steel, I'm just saying, and other things. So we are seeing the foundations being laid. And when the economy busts the gates open, um, you know, it's going to be insane, uh, especially if we get rid of this fiat currency. Coupled with that, that would be one of the most incredible rebounds people have ever seen. Now, uh, just to close this off in regards to Dr. Fauci and all this, uh, these scare tactics, I want you to listen to this uh, piece that is pretty interesting. Just one minute. Of what um, the news that is coming of, of about the testimony from Fauci, um, the president uh, said uh, that, frankly, the situation, OK, Fauci will testify in the Senate. The Democrats should be his ashamed, he said. Um, He referenced the House as a bunch of Trump haters. Uh, So it sounds like that is where we are learning about this testimony of Dr. Fauci in the Senate. As we await to hear from the president in his own words, uh, this would certainly be a big moment um, in the middle of this pandemic to hear from the lead infectious disease expert um, that has been advising the president, Chris.
7: Right. And this is a big moment for the president, too. He's making his first. He's going out to a swing state for one of these kind of visits that Pence tried out last week. Uh, He's going to go. Will he wear a mask? Who's wearing a mask? How's it going? Uh, And again, Arizona is a swing state and a place where we are watching this closely. And there's been a lot of tension between the people who are angry about the lockdown and people who are concerned about this illness. And the president's uh, flying out. He's flying right into the middle of that. And this is all part of an administration that's trying to pitch forward, pivot forward into reopening Uh, and away from uh, having to talk all the time about the sickness and its containment.
0: Okay, that's not really answering the question, is it? Here's the answer to the question. Why is Fauci testifying to, why is he giving testimony? Ha, question. Oh, but we're going to talk ourselves out of it because it all has to do about the opening. This is where we talk ourselves out of what we're seeing, right? We're talking ourselves out of what we're seeing. Why would Dr. Fauci uh, go up there to testify? No one's asking that question. Oh, they're just going to ask him questions about what? That's the thing. About what are they going to ask him? Oh, are they going to ask him about 2005? Maybe 2010? Maybe 2003? Maybe, maybe, maybe? These are all questions you should be asking. And when you're observing the questions, whatever we're going to be able to see outside of closed doors, pay attention to the words that they say, kind of like I demonstrated with Matt Gates, pay attention to the words that they're saying and what is being described. Okay. That's all you have to do. So today with all the news that's going to be coming out, listen to the words that they're saying. If you're still watching the news or reading tweets, listen to the words, use your own judgment, use your gut. Don't let factcheck.org tell you what's up. Don't let me tell you what's up. You tell yourself what's up. On that note, I want to wish you guys a fabulous evening. God bless. And um, it's a crazy day for me. Twitter's acting really funny, banning people, not allowing DMs. More on that. See you tomorrow.